Hi friends, this is episode 57 and I am Sandra Peoples, your host today. In this episode, we're talking about what to do when you don't have enough buddies to serve the kids or teens in your inclusion ministry. This can be an issue for churches of every size, whether you are buddying five kids or 25 kids or 50 kids. I've got four ideas that I hope will help lower your stress level on Saturday nights when you're thinking about the next morning and help you meet the needs of the kids and teens that you serve each week. Summer seemed like the perfect time to talk about this because you not only need extra buddies for events like VBS or sports camp, but you probably have your usual buddies taking weeks off. You may also be looking ahead to the fall and figuring out how you're going to meet the needs of the kids as they transition classes or from children's ministry to youth ministry. Plus, your regular volunteers are deciding if they are going to keep volunteering during the new school year and some of your regulars may be burned out. At our church, we're navigating all of the above. We need extra help and new solutions. So let me start by saying that, of course... Recruiting new buddies is a solution. Doc Hunsley from SOAR Special Needs did a quick take at our Disability and the Church Conference in April, and you can watch the whole thing online. He has the best info on how to recruit new buddies. So that should be option number one, right? Like recruiting new buddies, especially if you have some turnover in your ministry. So the link to Doc's video is in the show notes at keyministry.org slash podcast. You can follow his advice and hopefully get more volunteers. But my focus for this episode is ideas for when you still don't have enough buddies. You don't want to turn away families when they show up on a Sunday. So what can you do? I have four ideas that we're going to go through that I hope will help you or spark some different ideas that will help your ministry. First, train the classroom teachers and helpers. This should be number one on our to-do list. In many churches, there's a separation between children's ministry and disability ministry. Like, these are our kids, those are your kids, and the classroom teachers handle the typical kids, and the disability ministry team handles the not-so-typical kids. But that isn't the best way to do it. These are our kids, all of our kids. So what is stopping the regular classroom teachers and helpers from feeling confident to support kids with disabilities? It could be a lack of knowledge or experience, and we need to take the fear and mystery out of it. So let's train all the children's ministry and youth ministry leaders and volunteers on how to support students with special needs, learning disabilities, mental health diagnosis, and behavioral diagnosis. Let's get them on our team and empower them. Remember, in the parable of the great banquet in Luke 14, we read that when they invited people with disabilities to the table, there was still room for everyone. When we start with the mindset of inclusion, it benefits everyone. Right now, I teach a typical first and second grade Sunday school class, and I use methods I've learned from inclusion practices like having a visual schedule on the board and having fidgets available. It's helpful for all of my kids. So let's train everyone on how to support kids in their classes and hopefully we will need fewer buddies when everybody feels equipped. Number two, have floater buddies in the classroom instead of one-on-one buddies. 
As we are looking at the kids and their support needs for this new school year, we're asking ourselves if they still need one-on-one support or if they just need someone there to support them occasionally who is also available to support the other kids in the class. This is especially true in our older elementary classes. So like kids who have needed lots of help in the past, they are maturing and gaining skills that help them be more independent. They may need someone to step in occasionally, but not as often as they did when they were younger. So instead of a buddy being assigned to one student, our buddies are assigned to a classroom and they're available to help any student in the classroom who needs it. This also works well in youth group settings when teens may not want to have someone shadowing them, but when it is helpful to have an adult who keeps his or her eyes on that student and anyone else who may need support. Okay, number three. The third idea is to hire buddies. Now, look, (laughs) let's be honest. Some churches have people who are generous givers, but they are less likely to volunteer their time, or at least they're less likely to volunteer as consistently as we need them to volunteer in disability ministry. If this is your church, consider hiring buddies. We do it at our church, and it works really well. We hire people from the community who are there at church on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights for our kids' activities. Then we fill in around them with our volunteers. Some of our kids really benefit from the consistency of the same buddy week after week. And our ministry leaders don't stress each Saturday night because they know the paid buddy will be there the next morning. Now, you'll want to have clear communication with them. You'll want to train them well. You'll also want to make sure that they share your church's values and prioritize the gospel. But the right person in this role can make a huge difference for your ministry. Number four, and something that works for lots of churches, is to ask special needs families to let you know ahead of time if they will be there on Sunday so you can prepare to meet the needs of their kids. So it's kind of like a reservation system. Now, I know we don't want to add one more obstacle to families coming to our church, but speaking as a parent... I would not mind sending a quick text on a Thursday afternoon to let the ministry leader know we plan to be there on Sunday if it means there's someone ready to see James on Sunday and happy to see James on Sunday when we get to church. A couple of our regular families have kind of naturally done this over the summer. They're letting us know when they're out for vacation and they're letting us know when they're going to be back. That way we can adjust our volunteer schedules. If being understaffed or overstaffed is an issue, like you have buddies ready week after week, but the families don't come, which makes the volunteers less likely to keep showing up to help, this could be a solution for you. So consider, talk to your team, talk to your families, see if it would work for them, some kind of reservation system to let you know ahead of time that they're going to be there on Sunday. So those are the four ideas that I have to help when you are low on buddies. Train everyone, use floater buddies, hire help, or ask parents to let you know when they're going to be there so you're prepared. I hope that one of these ideas works for you like they work for us, um, or that at least this discussion sparks another idea that would work. 
I am so thankful for the work that you do week after week to make sure families like mine are welcome at your church. I know as a pastor's wife and a ministry leader that there's a lot that happens behind the scenes to pull off church programs and activities. I feel that stress as well, but I also know that God supplies our needs and equips us in our weaknesses. Maybe he's using these ideas to help you in your next ministry season. Thank you so much for listening to Key Ministry, the podcast. We are so thankful for the five-star ratings and the reviews that we have. One of our reviews says that she's thankful for a podcast that not only stands in the gap for the special needs community, but also provides a strong biblical foundation for the church. Man, that just really sums up what we're about here at Key Ministry, the podcast. So thank you, Mama 1213 for that review. If you have time today to leave a review, we would really appreciate it. It helps other ministry leaders know if this would be a good podcast for them. And be sure to check out this episode's notes at keyministry.org for even more resources.